crazy podcast about DC with your host E Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you're about to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody in Freeland. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 33. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading over to BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. I am your co-host from the home state of the first ever drive-in movie theater and a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Amvera, and today we're recording on March 1st, 2021. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who has the most overdue books in the history of the Rogers Memorial Library, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman. Overdue books. <laughs> you can bring them back whenever you want. I'm sure there's a late thing. Oh, hello there, Pete. What's going All on, right. man? I'm, I'm good. good. I'm, I'm good. good. Apparently, I'm going to owe like my income tax refund check to the library though with all my overdue books i mean that and probably so, your stimulus check that's coming probably if it ever gets passed that would be that'd be very nice but i'm just i'm just curious as to what you've been hoarding over these years um a lot of the dan brown books i imagine I grapes had. of wrath moby dick stuff like that <laughs> yes yes dante's inferno because we all know eric just recently started reading comic books he, you know, he's the a great novelist. gatsby yes that's um, another one very I'm sure Jaws book. is in there, Jurassic Park, some of the modern classics. Yep, Dune. I like to. No, no Dune. You're waiting for the 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 Denny Villeneuve. I don't know. Reno the books are so long. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I. It's weird you say that because I did read one of the Game of Thrones books. Um, the first one I think is Fire and Ice. I'll tell. Oh, Fire I'm sure Ice. Harry Potter's on your overdue so, list. As no, well. I've never read. Any of the Harry Potter books. I like the movies a lot, but I have never read any of the books. It's crazy, but I, it's weird. Mike, I had a group of friends who were into it and they would read the books. They would like go and get them from Barnes and Noble and get them, read them in like three days and be done. And I'm like, you guys suck. So when the movies, <laughs> <laughs> so, so when the movies, the movies started coming out, um, the first one I have, it's really, it's really bad for me to say this, but I have problems with movies that have little English kids in it. Like when they're really young. It just they just sound really snobby to me. So, so you're not going to watch the movie on Tom McClellan's life? <laughs> like you're just not going to watch? How could you not? When he becomes an adult, the the adult portion I'll watch, but the child portion I might have to fast forward through just to speed past that. I don't know why. It's just always been a thing for me. I know it sounds terrible, but it's just been a thing for me. So you're so I American. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> when it comes to American. that, I am really American. So then, yeah, they would always go. And then when the first few movies came out, they would go like together to watch them and whatever mm. and then come. So I started, I think after the fourth one is when I started watching the movie. So I caught up and then I, I would go with them just to see the films. But I've never read any of the books. So I don't know. Have you watched the movies? I watched one Harry Potter movie. I'm not a fan. I stopped. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. I don't. I'm, a, I'm when it comes to like, I, I don't know, like maybe I'm not a true fanboy because like. I, I don't get into a lot of this stuff. Like Star Wars isn't my thing. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, all that jazz. It's just superheroes. That's kind of like, that's my wheelhouse, you know, comic books. Yeah, but, you, but you recently watched Star Wars and you said you liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's But it's still not like my... Right, it, you won't it, get it, it, did, it did take me like 15 years. So that's <laughs> not... Yeah, it's not your passion, right? Yeah, it's not your passion. Yeah, so, I get it. Right. But yeah. uh, it's not my thing. But uh, That's you know, the thing. Like, I've been... Yeah, I mean, I've been into so many different things. That's why I kind of lose focus from time to time. In one, that's part of the area. reason too. It's like I don't know. Like I just enjoy my superheroes, and I want to indulge and invest in that. And it's kind of like why I only play one, why I only participate in one fantasy sports league per season. Because it's <laughs> like I just no, I just I just want one at a time to focus on it, so I'm not rooting against myself and all that. And it, it's kind of similar to that. So it's like there's so yeah, much stuff I can't pay attention to everything at once. 
It's true. It does become especially now. I mean, everyone's. I mean, for crying out loud, Black Lightning has a TV show. When did we ever think about that? So <laughs> that's no? true. Right now, there's a much, much, much more content than we've ever had before. So that's very, very true. It's hard to keep track of everything. It um, definitely is. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, um, our February contest for the rate review is over. Um, we are going to announce the winner on March seventh. So. It takes iTunes a couple days. If you on the la- if you entered your review on the last day of the month, it takes a couple days. So we're just going to wait till the seventh, so everyone's reviews in on time, and then we'll just pick a winner, and then uh, you know we'll announce it on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, on our next show after that. So yeah, maybe it'll be the the crossover episode with Lauer uh, for the Batman Book Club for it could be um, it could be the, the end of Future State. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll announce then, guys. But um, if not, it'll definitely be the show after that. That's yeah. that's so know, within the if, next two shows. Yeah, and also if you guys haven't listened to the first show, that one is out. It came out today, I believe. Isn't it the third show? <laughs> well, I meant yeah, you're right. Yes, that's right. Yes, the third show. I'm sorry of the crossover where we discuss Dark Detective and the next Batman. So mm-hmm. the second half of that. So if you guys want to check that out, it would um the Batman Book Club posted it today, so it's up for you guys to watch, listen to. Sorry. <clears throat> um. All right, Pete. So we have some news since the. Since we were last together, let's get a cracking cap. Uh, yes, so let's start cracking and go down the list of things that we're going to discuss today. Eric crack so, corn, and I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to start with um, John Wesley Ship is coming back to the DC um, television universe, and he was going to be on Stargirl as the Golden Age Flash. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that is Jay Garrick. So he played him a little bit on The Flash, didn't he? Right. He had a, he, he yeah. Uh, John Wesley Ship, uh, obviously the original '90s Flash from the old CBS yes. TV show, came back as Barry Allen's father, Henry Allen, in season right. one of The Flash. Right. Eventually, uh, due to the glorious versions of the multiverse, he was cast as uh, Jay Garrick of Earth Three, and now due to Crisis <laughs> on Infinite Earths. And various uh, combinations of Earths. He is now the Flash of Earth 2, which is the Earth that Stargirl takes place on. So he's not playing a different version of Jay Garrick. It is the same version of Jay Garrick wearing the same suit we have seen him on in the Flash. But it's just cool to get him back. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love John Wesley Ship? Uh, who doesn't love that hat, right? That- oh, man. that I mean, yeah. I, I've been meaning to watch season two of The Flash. And I mean, I, I love that. I was actually it actually belonged to Zoom in the show. Yes, it eventually traded off at the end of the at the end of that season. So Teddy Sears did a great job bringing it to life the first time as the imposter Jay Garrick, and uh, now John Wesley Ship has been carrying that as a little memento. And I mean, it's just it's great. I love I love John Wesley Ship as the Flash, either Flash, and it you know it's just fantastic to have him back, especially in such a great show like Stargirl. I mean, Stargirl. I mean, I'm trying to get Eric to watch it, guys. She's not listening. Remember that whole Harley Quinn <laughs> no. incident. <laughs> but hold on, this one I actually do want to watch. I've heard so many good things about oh, it. Good. I just haven't started it. Um, this one I definitely do want to watch though and sink my teeth into. I anytime someone I get a consensus that a CW show or now it's it's going to be on HBO Max now or is it? I, I think I believe it's a. I don't know. I thought it was a C. I thought it was a DC Universe show who then aired the next day on uh, CW. So now I think it's an HBO Max show that's going to air the next day on the CW, something like that. I believe now it's under the HBO Max umbrella, though. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought Which that it's... Which is as confusing as the multiverse. <laughs> it is, man. They're doing the same thing with Superman and Lois. Like, they're having... They're showing season one there, then it's going to HBO Max, and then in my but, head, I'm like, well, are they doing season two? The good thing about all that is, is HBO Max is now pumping in money into these shows That's true. because they're airing on their network. So we're getting better quality television. So I think that that really works. And I don't know if they're doing it for all the CW shows. I thought it was a select few, but I know Superman and Lois is definitely one. And I believe Stargirl is as well. So, I mean, those are, already, I mean, one episode into Superman and Lois and we're already talking high praise about it. So I can only get yeah. that. Yeah, guys, if you want to hear that discussion, we did it on SOG Tonight last week. So if you want to check that out on YouTube, you guys can always go there and see our discussion about SOG Tonight. I mean, about, sorry, Superman and Lois on SOG Tonight. Um, I'm also reading here that season one of Stargirl ended with the new JSA. So it was like a passing of the torch scenario, the old JSA kind of, you know, spoiler alert. So fast forward. It was JSA kind of met their demise and Stargirl kind of reinvents the JSA Okay. In the teenage image, so to speak. And right. um, that's basically what season one is all about is her finding her identity and 
the new JSA forming. And uh, I mean, it was just, it was wonderful. And all these characters are, they all do play these versions of the characters in the comics at some point. So it's not like they're pulling this out of their ass and just making up characters. 90s style. This is, they are pulling for the source material and changing it up a little bit, but I mean, it was just, it's beautifully done. And, uh, you know, uh, our good friend Solomon Grundy makes a couple of appearances in the show. So <laughs> it's well worth uh, to watch for that. And Jay Garrick was teased a few times as was, uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern. So like everything about Stargirl has just really left you just wanting more. And it, I really hope that we get to see some of those characters from that era of comics and uh, i mean just bringing back john wesley ship is huge i love that guy yeah i think it's i'm definitely gonna watch it before um season two begins uh, i when does that begin do we know i'm not sure but i'm not sure Fla- um, i know flash begins tomorrow uh, so all the cw shows i believe are coming back all right and, so uh, i definitely will get in season one of star girl uh so i can watch this one alongside you on this and we can Luke wilson baby he's great i just man that show is yep. just something else yeah, when when shows have really good actors, like Luke, Luke Wilson's a pretty good actor. So That's you know, a big when show, yeah, when shows have them, those kind of actors on the on it, I'm usually more inclined to watch because I know they're at least spending money on some cast. So uh, you know, I'm really I'm really gonna look forward to this, and I, of course, having Jay Garrick and John Wesley Ship as the Flash is always a fun thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and we'll see what happens. But season two is coming, guys, and yes, Jay Garrick will be there in some form. So there we go. All right. We also got, as we know, in a couple of weeks, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be coming out uh, on HBO Max. But during, um, what was it? What did he release the track on? What did? Just, anyway, uh, guys, let me just. I, I saw it on YouTube. That's where I. Found, that's where I okay. found it. So Junkie XL music. Yes, Junkie, Junkie XL released the first track from the soundtrack of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And uh, I listened to it. I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think it's got a, it's a song that obviously, like most soundtracks do in, with this kind of a, this was kind of a movie, you know, it has the levels, it has low, it has highs, mm-hmm. it has a build to it. Um, but it was cool actually to get some kind of something else except a picture for Zack Snyder's Justice League. So it's cool that we got actually some music. But what did you think? Trailers. <laughs> I well, loved yeah, it, man. I mean, I, I, dude, it, it, there's some beautiful lie. There were there war here. Um, what's yeah. it called? Uh, Day of the Dead. Like it's. It, I mean, dude, it sounds like it's just. It sounds like a song that's r- really just came out of BVS. So again, like that's the one thing about this movie is like you. It's it feels like a true sequel to BVS. So it, and you know obviously tone and vision and Snyder's vision all that, but even musically like. Go, you know, Hans Zimmer's not involved in it. It's it's all Tom Holkenborg, uh, Junkie XL. So, uh, I, I'm excited. I thought I got really pumped up listening to it, and I, I like it. I like I like Junkie XL's albums, uh, soundtracks, whatever you're gonna call them, but um, they're really good. And uh, <laughs> his he, scores, yes, thank you, his scores. And I must, say, I, I I did hear that he is also releasing the entire, well, through Water Tower Music, they are releasing the entire four hour. Uh, wow! Score of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So not only are you going to get four hours of Justice League, uh, the movie, but we're also going to get a four-hour uh, score, which is great. And these DC movies, I mean, dude, dating back to uh, Superman seventy-eight, John Williams. You got Batman eighty-nine, Batman Returns, Danny Elfman, and yeah. throwing the Batman, throwing that the Prince album. Elliot Goldenthal, his score for Batman Forever was fantastic, and the, the soundtrack, rare, yeah. That that was fantastic as well. Uh, yeah. Also, you throw in the hard to find score of Batman and Robin. That's very difficult to find, but uh, it's also very good. I love Golden Thaw's music. Uh, Suicide Squad, uh, Man of Steel, the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, you know, it's it, even the Green Lantern Green Lantern album's good. So it's Warner Brothers really does a good job, or when it comes to uh, musically uh, with these movies. And I didn't mind the theatrical justice league uh, soundtrack it, it, it give me some nostalgia uh, i know a lot of people give elfman credit but i did enjoy that I, I didn't hate it it's not his best work but i don't think it's trash he didn't have a lot of time let's put it that way he had to do something pretty fast um when he got hired to do the music for that yeah but no this is film. this is great it again feels more in more in line with uh the previous two movies and i'm looking forward to see what else it can what else he brings to the table. Um, so I'm just pumped. Uh, I liked it. I've listened to it a few times and you know, it really like, I was like, man, this is, 
this is heavy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to it before for a little while. Um, Those when drums. Our, when I was going through our rundown, and I was, I even said it to myself. I'm like, well, I said, you kind of get a feel of what the movie's... I mean, we obviously know kind of what the movie's going to be like, but listening to the song, you get a little bit more of that emotional connection to it. So um, we'll see in a couple of weeks how it how it sets to the to the actual film. But um, it was a de- it's a definitely a strong, strong track, so... Check it out, guys. If you haven't listened to it yet, you can find it everywhere on you can find it on YouTube, Spotify. I think I think I saw it there. Yeah, definitely give a give Water Tower Music on YouTube a shot. They've got like I'm looking at it right now. They've got the entire season five soundtrack of The Flash. They've got Batwoman season six of The Flash. All, all the Warner Brothers stuff is there. Even the Tom and Jerry soundtracks up there now. So like if you know that, it's that sounds like a really great place to just you know while you're working at home or in the office, just put it put it on and you'll have some nice little background music. Definitely, definitely. So we've got we also got a lot of news about projects coming up and casting. So we're gonna do a little bit of that, go into a little bit of that right now. Um, the one that caught my eye the most was Blue Beetle is getting a film. Um, Unexpected, Angel, right? Yeah, I did not expect this at all. No. But, and Angel Manuel Soto will be directing a film, and it's going to concentrate on um, which version of the character. Jaime Reyes, Jaime Reyes. Right? Yes. yes. The, uh, the second Blue Beetle, the original Blue Beetle is, of course, uh, uh, industrialist Ted Cord. Yes. So it's going to focus on um, Jaime Reyes. So, Pete, this is a character that is kind of on not really well known by many people. Um, it was he was recently he was in the Injustice game. So if you play video games, you would know him from there. But, um, you know, the, the character is originally from Fox comics and was a night from 1939, right? Well, I believe that's the Ted cord version. This Jaime Reyes character is pretty new. Uh, He's uh, it's, it's almost kind of like similar to green lantern where he, he inherits this like out of, you know, otherworldly elements called the scarab that attaches to his body and allows him to become the blue beetle. The, The traditional blue beetle is, is kind of like a Batman green arrow character. And he has like this flying beetle, thing <laughs> and he's kind of a dude in his suit and he uses yeah. his brain a lot but Jaime's kind of the scarab attaches to him and it, it, it you know it, it 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 comes and it goes and it, there's bit, like elements of cyborg where he can like turn his like hands into cannons and stuff so it's a really cool character and if you played with him in the injustice games like he's just he's a teenager he's down to earth he's living everyday life so there's like that little bit of element of like kind of like static shock in him too so he's kind of like this just combination of all the best parts of various characters and uh i'm excited for it because Jaime reyes is my favorite version of the blue beetle okay you know uh i, I know i don't really know too much about ted cord uh you know I, I've, I've grown up with Jaime reyes yeah ted cord was, this was a little before your time <laughs> yeah but this is this is really exciting i'm really pumped uh the first appearance of Jaime reyes came in infinite crisis number three in 2006 yes so he's a very recent character and it, it's cool you know, the diversity factor and that he's getting this and he's a teenager. So like it's, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And, you know, Warner brothers has been casting uh, a very diverse group of people in yes. these films. And it's great to see that, you know, that, that, that reach. And, you know, I'm excited to see, like I said earlier, just the, the teenage aspect and how this young kid can adapt. It's, it's all, you know, he honestly kind of, the more I think about it right now, he sounds like the DCU answer to Peter Parker right now you know hmm. yeah that young kid inheriting powers and trying to learn how to be a hero and just speaking about myself it just popped in my head so that might be the answer yeah no i mean i like i said this is a character that um i didn't know much about i the injustice games i played um i actually i obviously had heard of him but he's fun past, to play in that game yeah he is then i didn't know much about him but the what i did learn about him i actually liked so i'm hoping that this is a success again um it's a minority character, so they're they're going with um, that version of the character. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who they cast. I'm not big on um, young actors around right now, so I don't really know who, <laughs> who they would look to to cast. But um, I think Soto is a good writer to add to this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I'm looking forward to all of the, I like when they do um the lesser characters the kind of the b or the definitely, c level characters. so yeah i'm reading fandom right now and the the scarab apparently was destroyed at some point during ted's career or believed to be destroyed but it is it discovered intact in a pyramid pyramid in the middle east uh 
and uh, it somehow has connections to Shazam and as well as Maxwell Lord. Ah. So that's interesting. And I mean, Shazam is a big factor now. Maybe there are some kind. Maybe there's some kind of tie-in. We've already got one Shazam movie. We've got Shazam casting to talk about up in the show coming up, uh, and we have Black Adam as well. Black Adam. So yeah. Shazam and that maybe that whole e- uh, uh, Egyptian, you know, uh, aspect will be a heavy factor in the DCU going forward because it, that's that's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what develop, how this develops and how we get more news over time. But just like you said, it definitely seems like there's a connection piece here to the other films, um, to Black Adam, to Shazam. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that and, works. And Jaime Reyes is a native of El Paso, Texas. And that is the home state of our founder and our founder and editor in chief, Bill Jet Ramey. So I can imagine Bill is probably stocking up on his Blue Beetle collectibles <laughs> and comic books right now. Maybe he's going to dedicate some gumbo to Jaime. <laughs> dedicate some gumbo. There you yeah. go. There you have it, folks. A blue, a blue Beetle gumbo. <laughs> if he could do that, make gumbo blue, that'd be incredible. Well, maybe he could use like blue crab or something. I have no idea. Does crab go on gumbo? I don't know what he does. I don't know if it does. I don't think crab is part of it. But hey, it's seafood, and I know seafood goes in, so you can. Yeah, yeah there you go. You could do what you want there. It's fine. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> so keeping with let's keep with um, DC and with casting. Uh, Shazam has a new character or a new person added to the cast. Rachel Zegler, who was actually playing Maria in the the Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story, coming out soon. She has been cast in Shazam Fury of the Gods. Now, she apparently will play a key role, but we don't know what that role exactly is. So, Pete, knowing what you know based off of first Shazam, and knowing what you know about the character, who do you think, what do you think, um, who do you think she might be cast? I actually, I reached out to someone and I asked them, I was like, hey, Ah. and I was like, hey, what about, could this possibly be ISIS? And they were like, no, it's not going to be ISIS. ISIS is actually going to be a Black Adam. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So I was kind of like, darn, I thought I had something there. I was like, oh man, I thought it was creative and I, I came up with something, but I, I wasn't, I don't know who she could be, but again, like I'm just, I love the first Shazam movie so much. And I love yeah. Sandberg uh, yeah. lights out as I keep saying is my favorite Sandberg movie. And that includes with how much I love Shazam. So definitely check out lights out. It's a fantastic ghost story, not necessarily a horror film, but a ghost. I guess it is a horror film by default, but it's, it's a great ghost story. Right. Um, but I'm just pumped. I don't know who she's going to be. And I love that it's kind of a secret. And it's like what you said, like the lesser known characters. Shazam is kind of a lesser known character. And the fact that I don't know who this chick could possibly be playing. I'm like, hell yeah. You know, it's just, I just get excited because it's like, oh man, it's like Batman. You're like, oh, well, who could this be? Oh, he's the Riddler. He's the Mad Hatter. He's this. He's this. And I'm like, no, I know all these guys, but this I don't know too much about. So I'm like, I'm excited in this. This is really great for the local comic shop because then I'm going to go buy some like dollar back issues. <laughs> <laughs> they'll make a few bucks off of me trying to do some research, but I'm Try just, I'm, yeah, I can't wait. I, I I have nothing but faith in Sandberg. I'm a little bummed out that people keep telling me that Sandberg isn't involved at all in black Adam, which is very confusing to me. Cause I feel like he should have some creative input, but as long as he, as long as he's doing his thing in his own franchise, I really can't complain too much. Uh, it doesn't bother me as much cause it's the same studio and I'm sure when they're ready to do that, he's gotta have some idea though. Like it's like James Gunn had input in how the guardians were used throughout the Marvel universe. Right. Like, and it, in essence, Sandberg did tease black Adam to begin with. So like, I don't know. I wonder if that's because you have such a strong personality, like the rock in charge of pretty much in charge of black Adam. Well, um, who do you think is going to direct the Shazam Black Adam movie? It's got to be Stamberg, right? I think he deserves to do that. We'll see. I don't He's know. 90% of that universe. <laughs> yeah, it would make sense if he did it. But um, who knows, man? We have no idea what they're going to do. when They might They might pick somebody completely new to do that movie. Maybe. I have no idea. But she, everyone's got, like I said in the beginning, you're going to get a chance to see um, Rachel Zegler in West the remake of West Side Story, which I think is coming out this summer mm-hmm. um i believe so you guys will get spielberger to- has a lot of faith in her then like that's kind of was like wow okay so this yes. chick act like i'm all for it you know i mean she is a singer songwriter um she was raised in new jersey pete so there you go shout out to jers yeah so i mean she has obviously she has a musical background but i always like i like seeing that too like like we had with with someone else who we're going to talk about in a few minutes um this is kind of a another, like we said, an unknown person coming into the to this universe, and un, someone who's not really known for her acting, more for her music. So we'll see what happens as uh, we go forward. But this is pretty cool, and I will leave it up to you 
to find out who she's playing. That's your that's your job. I got some research to do. <laughs> I'm digging. That is your job. So yes. So moving right along, let's let's see. What do I want to do first? I'm sorry, guys. I'm thinking out loud here. All right. Let's since we since I already spoke about who we have more casting, I'm gonna go to the next cast. Now she was actually this person was actually cast first. Um, but DC has its new supergirl. Um, yeah. actress Sasha, Sasha Kaye, who's from The Young and the Restless, who also, I think, won a daytime Emmy for The Young and the Restless. She'll be making her debut in the upcoming um, Flashpoint film. Now, the best part about this casting, as um, I believe we talked about on SOG Tonight as well, was the how Andy Muschietti told her. It was on Instagram, and he told her, and her reaction was priceless, right? Like, it was just Oh, it's awesome. so great. Just the genuine joy of literally what can be a life-changing role. You know, like, the, being cast as Superman changed Henry Cavill's life. Wonder Woman changed Gal Gadot's life. Uh, he, Batman changed George Clooney's life, as bad as that movie was. It, it, he always says, like, if it wasn't for Batman, he wouldn't be where he was. Yeah. You know, it, 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 these roles can be huge. You know, not everyone's as big as, like, Keaton or Affleck in these roles, they, they, you know, some people need to start somewhere. And for her, this would be a huge stepping stone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she was one of 425 actresses who auditioned um, for the role of Supergirl. And, and they liked she- her chemistry with Ezra. They said they, they, she, they really hit it off and Muccietti listened or watched. I think they did over zoom all these, all these auditions. And if she stands out and uh, you know, I think it's great. And I know a lot of people are bummed out that she's not blonde hair, but like I'm over it. I don't, you know, like for me, it's like, it, if this is a multiverse movie, there are different versions of Supergirl that she could play. She could play Kara. She could play the matrix. She could play Sir L. Like there are various versions of Supergirl that she could even attempt. I mean, what if they try to pull the Supergirl <laughs> from the animated series who wore the white t-shirt, you know, like, there's right. so many different there's so many different Supergirl has such a meddled history that there could be various forms of her and uh I'm down to see whatever the company comes up with. You know, I trust yeah. Andy. Yeah, so as Rachel Zegler is a Cuban American and now Sasha Kaya is also um a Latina. So representation, right, is important, especially to these for these heroes for young girls to be able to look up and see someone, you know, who looks like them. Um, playing a superhero, which is awesome. So I'm I'm really pumped for that. I'm I'm sure she's going to do a great job. I'm sure both of them are going to do great jobs. Um, and Muccietti's got an eye for casting, right? I mean, like those it in those it movies, he cast those kids, and they are the standouts. Like I know it too that everyone, you know, those the older versions of the kids were established actresses and actors, but those kids that he cast, they were all great. They, they were really fantastic, and he did a wonderful job. So I trust. Muccietti, when it comes to casting, I really have a lot of faith in this guy. Yeah, I mean, that movie's pairing up to be um, quite the cast to begin with. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm sure adding he wouldn't add someone who he didn't think could had the chops to do it. So we're definitely going to get uh, a pretty, pretty cool Flashpoint film, I'm sure, uh, which I just can't wait to start hearing more about the actual plot. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. I mean, I just... I, I love it. I love the idea of it. I mean, obviously the, the, the idea of bringing Keaton back hits on such a grand scale, you know, it not only does it get fanboys excited, but I mean, Keaton might be the most beloved Batman of our time. And that includes Adam West, you know, like that Batman 80, the too. Yeah. There, there's, there's no denying the importance of Batman 89 and what it did for the genre. I mean, Batmania is legendary and has yet to be topped to this day. So to bring back that man, who had a piece in it, you know, like Keaton's a big part of it. I mean, those eyes and that cowl, you know, transcended oh, yeah. Batman. And it's just, I, I'm so excited to have the Batman of my childhood come back. It's, it, it's, it's phenomenal. I can't wait to see what they do and you know, what they have in store for him in the future. That's, it's just, I just get giddy talking about it. I mean, just man, Keaton, love it. He's back. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's obviously when that news was last summer, when we got that news, that really, I think, like I said, raised the bar of what this movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and just like, especially seeing him off the heels of uh homecoming, like he plays yes. an amazing villain. Yes. So it's like age isn't an issue. This guy still got it. And yeah, no, definitely to see him put on the cowl and just, you know, you've, you've heard the stories of when he was fighting Tom Holland and he just goes, I'm Batman the whole fight, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so he's, he's still, he still believes he's Batman. And I just, I can't wait to bring him back. Yeah, what wasn't he on a talk show? 
and someone said so they made some kind of reference and he he said that like i'm batman like everyone. he says all the time there's videos of him yeah. singing as at, like commencement speeches at graduations yeah so he's it's like it's like a thing so good for him but play it up man you deserve yeah. it. no definitely i mean he's obviously um he's the guy who brought batman back to the screen or to the screen so um you know that's he for all of us who are fans of the character he's he holds a special place in our hearts i know that for sure so yeah that film obviously is going to be great but you mentioned spider-man homecoming and we have a title now for the third it's about time because they've been releasing fake titles which was <laughs> awesome it's hysterical which seems yes. like they've been doing that for like a month every member <laughs> of the cast uh the guy who played Ned leeds did one zendaya did one tom holland did one so yeah. it was it was pretty funny it was like home slice i think was in Dias. yeah so that was that one uh, they and did they, a really good job with the marketing for that. That was awesome. And the teaser video they did for it too was great. You know, yes. like Tom Holland comes out of the office and goes, he gave us another fake title. It was, it, it was, it was, I'll say that teaser alone was better than far from home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As you guys know, if we, if you've listened to the show, Pete is not a fan of far from home. Um, I'm not a big fan of it either. It's okay. Um, we both really love homecoming though. So homecoming looking for, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, and the title will be Pete. Do you want to say it? Uh, no way home. Yes, which is which I actually think is the best of the three. First of all, I don't know the obsession with the word home. I know it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know why, but like, good for them for sticking to the gimmick. Right. Uh, I, I think it's really fitting with the multiverse angle. Um, it's interesting. So I, I'm still a little bummed we're not going to get that whole fugitive Spider-Man that I wanted after Far From Home. Yeah, that me was too. The, I that was that what too. I wanted. As as much as I was like, oh, that J.K. Simmons thing is lazy. I was like, oh, this this like Fugitive Spider Man could be cool, and then that that got hijacked. So uh, this multiverse thing could be interesting. Uh, it, we it, it's kind of like Flashpoint, where every time there's a casting, we all get kind of excited. And you know, Tobey Maguire recently reactivated his Twitter account, I believe, in like I two know. years. So people are really speculating now as to what that is, and with Sam Raimi coming back for Multiverse of Madness, you know, and yeah, there's definitely the hype, yeah. The Mar- Marvel's been quiet for a little bit, but man, every time they just they just something small happens, it seems like they break the internet. Both of, both of them do. Warner and DC, uh, Warner and DC, Marvel and DC. Whenever they do something small, we all just kind of go crazy. So, yep, and they kind of do it off the backs of one another too, which is awesome. It's it's fu- it's fun competition. I I don't look in. I'm not. I don't look too into it too deeply, but some of the titles that they had, like people were scamming on were funny. Like you had Spider-Man home Depot. Yeah. Home wrecker. <laughs> yep. uh, phone home. I thought that was great. Yep. And then what they showed the whiteboard at the end of the teaser where they were like, home, where they said home, uh, what was it? Was it homecoming or far from home? And they had a big X and they said, we did that already. Are you serious? You know, like <laughs> so it was good. Like I, I really enjoyed that aspect. I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. And, so, <clears throat> I don't know. Like we've heard a lot. This is one film we've heard a lot about. I think like, I think a lot of speculation about anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really, really like this title. Um, I think it kind of fits from what we've been hearing, what the film is going to be about. So I'm looking forward. I was looking forward to it from the beginning. Like I said, I agree with you. I would have liked the fugitive story. Um, I hope we get some of that here, Um, but we'll see. I don't know. But yeah, so no way home folks, Spider-Man, no. finally finally it took them forever to get us a title <laughs> I, I know it really did and I don't, I don't know what they were thinking whether they were i don't know why they were just teasing us or or what but i'm glad exactly that we why. i i did ah, man it was that was a long tease yeah they just wanted <laughs> to keep us interested until it was time i've been know. interested since day one <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true but i don't know man this as we we've talked about mcu spider-man before and it's definitely uh a version of the character that you have issues with, other people have issues with. But that doesn't I mean I'm not looking forward to the next no, movie. No, no, no. I'm not saying hoping they write the no, ship. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this version of Spider-Man seems to be do that all the time. Like whether it's waiting to release the title or <laughs> does something that's controversial or mm-hmm. you know, there's always been a lot of drama around this. And even the drama behind how he became part of the MCU with Sony, like that was a big deal. So um, I'm hoping this movie lives up to everything that's been behind um, both films and the casting and everything that's been behind it. I'm hoping that this movie is the payoff we all want. It's I don't know what's going to happen after it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Sony and Marvel deal with it going forward. But uh, we have a title. 
So we'll know when is it next year it's coming out? I believe so. I believe yeah. So we'll know next year. Um, the dude, f- time like just doesn't exist in the pandemic. I know it's true. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, what is today? What is t- what year is it? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that before. I was like, I kept thinking things were happening, like things that happened in 2019 happened last year. Like in my head, I was like, oh, that was 20. 20- oh no, that was 2020. No, I, I keep yeah. getting that the the time frame confused. Um, that could be age. I'm getting older. But uh, <laughs> I think it's because you're like you spend way too much time at home these days. I think that's. What I think that's it. About. I think yeah, you're just stuck. It's like Groundhog's Day. Every day is the same. So. I wish I was Phil Connor. Was it Phil Connors? I wish I was Phil Connor. <laughs> yeah. Phil Phil Connors. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So we also we mentioned Zach before Zach Snyder's Justice League. We mentioned the the track, the Junkie XL track from the soundtrack. Or sorry, from the score. So we also got something else from Zack Snyder this week. As we know, um, he's been doing a, right, it's a show, a miniseries, Army of the Dead. No, it's a movie. It is a movie. Okay. So my fault. Yes, he's been doing a, he's been producing a movie, Army of the Dead for Netflix. And uh, we got a teaser. So. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. It's, cr- I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> obviously, it's, you know, kind of like a Dawn of the Dead thing sequel-ish thing well it's actually it's not he said at a ign fan fest that it's not a sequel to dawn of the dead it's its own thing which i found interesting because i love dawn of the dead right and it gets me excited because i'm like is secretly ving rames in this movie (laughs) i love ving rames so like i'll watch anything with ving but man that trailer was intense and they filmed part of it the casino scenes in atlantic city new jersey so like i'm like oh shnikes shout out to zach for repping jers um yeah no it looks cool uh bautista's in it uh i don't really know anybody else who's in it but it just looks like it looks like dawn of the dead on steroids just crazy and like the whole premise is this group of mercenaries is going to vegas to try to rob all this money from a vault and it's like i'm kind of like wait a second what if if it's the end of the world what do you guys need money for but i'm like whatever i don't care it's a movie you know, it's kind of crazy, but yep. like to see all these zombies and there's like this wall of zombies in like all Vegas and everything. And just, I love zombie films. So I'm dying to check this. Thing Michael out. J. White. See Michael J. White there. Oh, he's in it too. I love yeah. it. So you, you <clears throat> yeah. Drax and spawn in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was a nice little teaser. Um, you know, then they, I think they released a pic. He released a picture afterwards as well, where they're coming out of the vault. It's kind of like a whole, I got like suicide squad vibes so, from like, yeah. The, 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 the and stuff. Yeah. 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 It kind of gave me vibes of that. Yeah. So I was like, that's cool. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see this thing. I love these zombie movies. And Zach's zombie movies are interesting too because he, he gives the zombies like super speed. You know, like usually zombies are traditionally like slow and you can kind of like try to dodge them like Walking Dead style. Yeah. Not these Zack Snyder zombies. They run at you like cheetahs. So it's like, it's literally fight or flight. Yeah. I mean, it's the only other movie I saw where zombies move fast was World War Z. <clears throat> yeah so um yeah so this was also seeing that was kind of like pretty cool so yeah um it's just something else something new too like it's something new to sink our teeth in and it's not a comic book thing so it's something new from zach that's not related to um you know the the his dceu run so yeah i i believe it comes out on may 21st so you know it's uh, and actually you know who's doing the score for that who? Chunky XL. <laughs> so, Shock. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, we're gonna get we're gonna get two Junky XL scores, and we're gonna get two Snyder movies in a, in a couple of months of each other. Yep. Bring it on. Yeah. So he, um, you had mentioned IGN Fan Fest. I didn't watch it, but I know you did. So why don't you give us a few minutes on that? Oh man, I, it was really cool. It was uh, well. I mean, I only watched day two of Fan Fest, and uh, it was very Batman centric. Obviously, Snyder talked about. Uh, his uh, his uh, upcoming Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max, and there was a really cool table read cast reunion with the cast of Batman Beyond. Um, so, uh, really, you know, it was interesting. You know, always love hearing Snyder talk because he always seems to reveal something almost groundbreaking mm-hmm. uh, about this movie. And uh, he was set, he just he was very candid and very honest, and he said he was very happy with how this version of the film came out. Uh, he, he you know he said he was able to fill. Uh, a lot of gaps that he thought he wasn't even going to be able to in the 24, uh, 2014, the two fourteen cut. He said he was a lot of put, he's, he's very happy and satisfactory with what happened. And I thought it was really cool how he said that the open pod for man of steel will make an appearance in this movie. 
So maybe we'll get something along those lines. That's interesting to me. Uh, also, I mean, Mike drop of the moment, Mike drop of the day was he said the movie ha- ends on a massive cliffhanger, um, which is just funny because in that same interview he said, you know, it doesn't look like there ever will be a sequel <laughs> to this movie. And then, yeah. he, you know, a few moments later he mentions the movie ends on a cliffhanger. So we will see what happens with that and uh, the hashtags that will follow because you know they're right around the corner. But uh, it was cool. He he uh, he also uh, released this cool Tom Waits. Uh, montage uh, with the Justice League that I thought was very similar to the history scene between Zod and Clark in Man mm-hmm. of Steel. So you could check that out. That is on IGN's uh, YouTube page as well. Uh, the song was really cool, and you know, I, it was, I thought it was very fitting. It, it it's very Snyder, uh, very biblical, yeah. uh, very grand. Um, so we'll see uh, how that. You know, it, to me, it almost looked like an opening title sequence to the movie. It did. You know? It didn't look yeah. like it's a scene from the movie, but it, it, to me, it felt like the opening sequence. So we'll see. Uh, or it could be the thing that pops up right before the credits. Uh, but it was, it was really interesting, really well made. I, I, I was I was very captivated by it. And, you know, it, there's a lot of Easter eggs in there. Um, if you pause at the right moment, you'll see a, a tombstone that says Richard John Grayson. Uh, there's little Easter eggs with the Flash. You'll see uh, little Easter eggs around Cyborg, you know, broken car parts, tires helmets and such and uh you know uh, with wonder woman you'll see uh dr poison's masks and stuff like that uh so lots of cool stuff with aquaman and superman as well you'll see the uh the the world engine and stuff so it was really really detailed as only Zack snyder can do and also oh did you just say to say no i was gonna say um from the table read what were your highlights from that oh man let me tell you the table read was my favorite part of this because i've i've covered two Batman beyond junkets uh, for Batman on film. And every time I cover one of these junkets, everyone tells me how amazing Andrea Romano is and how amazing it is to work with her. And so in this table read, you're watching this all time, great casting voice director do her thing with the cast of Batman beyond. And it is such a joy to watch because, and I did a write up on this. It's on Batman on film. Go check that out. I mean, you she, you can hear her. She, she picks up on the most little details. Like they did, uh, what was the episode here? Out, out of the past where it's a Ra's al Ghul episode in Batman Beyond. Bruce wants to get younger. So him and Talia get back together. Talia's really young. Bruce in, gets in the, in the Lazarus pit, all that jazz. And it's really cool because like at certain parts, uh, Romano's telling Conroy, I need you to talk younger here. And you know uh, Conroy does the old, the old grizzled Bruce Wayne voice, and you you watch him go younger, and you know to your untrained ear, you wouldn't you wouldn't need notice a difference, right? Mm-hmm. But until she says it, you're like, oh wow, he is the second time. You're like, oh, he's really young, he's younger there, and uh, it, that was fascinating to watch. And she's telling guys to change their pitch, and it's cool to see what a table read is really like. How you know they're just getting a f- the main. It's basically the main cast. And they're getting a feeling. Conroy does side roles and Fidel does side roles and, you know, Michael Rosenbaum's there and he's doing other roles and stuff. So she's calling out people to do things and you get to see them in their craft. And it's just a fantastic behind the scenes look at this production process. And uh, the best part was at one point Romano goes Batman and then Conroy and Fidel both, both read the lines at the same time. And it just, everyone starts laughing and it was like the first time that's ever happened in 25 years. So it's a real, it's a real treat. And, uh, you know, you get if you watch it on the IGN page because there's links in my Batman on film article. You get to watch the episode as they're as they're doing the voiceover work. So that's really cool. So you're, you're you know you spend a half hour watching this mm-hmm. episode of Batman Beyond yeah. with Kevin Conroy, Will Friedle, and Andrea Romano, and it's just it's amazing. Romano is she's been talked about. She's retired now, but uh, Ryan Haas had the pleasure of interviewing her for the Batman Beyond DVD that was released not too long ago at. Uh, New York Comic Con 2019, yep, and I remember it. You were there, and it was. It was. Yeah. She's so nice, and she's so gracious, and she, you know, obviously appreciates her fans. But she's such a legend, and every time the animated series or the animated universe gets brought up, you don't bring it up without talking Bruce Tim, uh, Andre Romano, James Tucker, like those guys. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've forgotten some other names, but I'm rambling. But she's one of the greats, and without her, that animated universe isn't there. And we're just very indebted and, and, and thankful to that. And again, just to watch her was a pleasure. Yep. So like Pete said, guys, he did, he did a full review of this on Batman on film. So if you guys want to go check it out, just look up, go to Batman on film.com, look up IGN fan fest 2021, and you'll see 
the article he did mm-hmm. and the links to all of the, there's the clips I got, he was just talking about. I got a link there in the article. There's a link to the full stream. There's some other stuff in there, video game stuff and everything, but that's not Batman related. So I didn't really pay attention to it. Uh, then there's separate links to the Snyder interview alone, which is about 40 minutes. And then you got a half hour of the round table. So it's well worth your time. Definitely check it out. Uh, I, if you're a fan of Batman, I can't see you not enjoying that round table thing. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I definitely want to um, definitely want to dive in and, and see that because I think that'd be cool. I remember watching the table read for um, The Force Awakens when they did the one for Star Wars. Okay. Force and that was my first one watching. So I was like so blown away. I was like, oh, this is what this is. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it is cool to watch. It's very cool to watch. So I remember seeing that. So I definitely I, I hear what you're saying. Like you feel more. This is like kind of you kind of get like a new connection to the material when you see that Um, because you're actually like you said, you're seeing them in their craft and it's just it's really, really, really cool. So I'm definitely going to check that out. And like I said, guys, go to BatmanOnFilm.com and you can find Pete's coverage of IGN FanFest 2021, the Batman stuff over there. So lastly, what we're going to talk about is we got another casting. Well, not a casting, but we got an announcement um, on Friday, I believe it was that we had all heard that J.J. Abrams was in the mix of trying to create some kind of Superman film. He had been talking about doing one. They had been reaching out to him. We've heard rumors about that. Well, we got a writer on Friday. So, as I said, J.J. Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates has been hired to pen the screenplay for an all-new Superman feature produced by J.J. Abrams, and it's expected to be the first big-screen black Superman. Um, Coates has a comic book history. Pete, I know you said, I think you enjoyed his Captain America run. It's it's currently ongoing. It's very good. Uh, he also did a, a Black Panther run that's Black also Panther. highly regarded. Yeah, so... He obviously has he's a comic book guy. So that's really cool that a comic book guy is going to be writing this film. Um, I think that's really awesome. Um, It's also brings like I said, the rumor is it's going to be a black Superman. Now, we had heard about a black Superman in the past with Michael B. Jordan of Black Panther um, fame. Obviously, he played Killmonger in in the Black Mm -hmm. Panther movie. We had heard about him a couple years back uh, entertaining a black Superman idea. So, Pete. What do you think about Coates as the writer and a potential black Superman? I think this is great. I think Coates is, he's, he's written a couple books. He's, he's a film. It was a, I don't know if he was a film journalist, but he was a journalist at one point. So he's got writing chops. Like he's pretty much done it all when, when it comes to putting the pen to paper. Uh, so I don't think this is a bad choice. It's interesting to me that I, I I'm really surprised they're going with the black Superman angle. Like uh, just because, you know, I, I feel like not, a lot of people know who Val Zod or Calvin Ellis are. Right. Uh, Calvin Ellis is the Earth 23 Superman, I believe, who was introduced in Final Crisis 7, uh, modeled after former President Obama. He is President of the United States. While uh, maintaining the secret identity of Superman, uh, Val Zod is another Kryptonian who was sent to Earth 2 and eventually becomes Superman after the previous heroes uh met their fate at the hands of ironically enough steppenwolf <laughs> so yeah. th- that's interesting i believe his first appearance is earth to night issue 19 in the new 52 uh my favorite run actually i loved earth to society that was great um so if you want to pick up those they're, they're probably some of the best new 52 comics you could read if you ask me but th- th- it's interesting just because like you know i guess Warner Brothers doesn't think that Clark Kent has worked the past couple times. Uh, Man of Steel had its issues. Right. BVS had its issues, which led to both versions of Justice League. Uh, Superman Returns was the cause of all of this <laughs> back in right. 2007. So I feel like they're kind of digging deep into the history and trying something really, really new and trying to jumpstart this franchise with a fresh take. Um And I think it's very interesting. Um, we know J.J. Abrams was attached with Superman Flyby back in the day, yep. which predates superman returns that never happened uh so it's interesting it's it's kind of reminds me of new gods where we have a writer and a director but nothing really else and in this movie we have a producer and a writer and nothing else we don't have a director for this film so you know it's in the very early stages of development maybe jj will direct the movie himself we don't know right i'm sure it's on the table you know he recently signed that 500 million dollar deal with yes bad robot yeah yeah with warner media so i he's got his hands in a lot of things right now so I don't think JJ is afraid of tackling this. I mean, if you, 
I think if you can tackle the the crazy fans of Star Wars, you're up for anything. <laughs> he's done two Star Wars films, so I think he could do this. Uh, I feel like he's probably learned from why Superman Flyby wasn't picked and what wouldn't work, and right. we'll see what, what you know, we'll see. Now, yeah, I'm kind of wondering uh, if this is going to be similar to what the Batman is. Um, not technically part of any universe, kind of a its own thing on the side, yet we'll still have some kind of Superman from maybe Henry Cavill. I don't know. Because we had heard, there's also rumor in the past that he was going to be, Cavill was going to be kept on to do appearances in other films. He'll be Captain Cameo at this point. Right. So I'm wondering if they're going to do both of that. And like you said, the Clark Kent thing, um, you know, it hasn't really worked on screen, on big screen, but now we have Superman and Lois, like I mentioned before. I mean, but we don't know. This could be our first uh, Black Clark Kent as well. Like, we don't know be. It could where be. they're going with this. Yeah, it could be. But we do have uh, Clark Kent now on the small screen that, I mean, it was only one episode, but we all enjoyed it. So uh, maybe that's what they're going to do. They're going to have Clark Kent on TV, and then they'll do this new Superman, Calvin Ellis or Valzat, whoever, whichever they decide to go on in on the big screen. Now, the article that we I got this from was on Yahoo, and there's well, it was more, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, the story was everywhere, but I I read it from Yahoo. Um, the there's been a link with John Boyega, who obviously played Finn in the Star Wars films, and his link to J.J. Abrams as possibly being the a candidate to play either Ellis or Valzad. Yeah. Um, well, Michael B. Jordan also had meetings at one point right. for a black Superman. Yes. And now I believe him and his studio that he's uh, a part of are doing, uh, they're involved in the Static Shock Static film. Static Shock, yes. Or I don't know, I forget, I forget if it's a film or a show. Um, so Michael B. Jordan's name is in there. And, uh, you know, if he, if he can't, I guess, produce it himself, I, I don't see why he wouldn't act in it. He's, uh, he's about as big as it comes in Hollywood right now. Yeah. You know? And uh, I mean, just everything, I mean, from Chronicle to Black Panther, I mean, he's a, and Creed. You know, the the guy has Creed? got some chops, and he really knows what he's doing, and people love him. I mean, those Creed. I think he was in him. Fruitvale Station too, which I think he was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for. He, he was also believe. in Fantastic Four, but we'd like to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, he definitely. I mean, I ha, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Creed. I, it's okay. I know a lot of people love it, but I have no issues most of the time with him acting. I think sometimes he plays Michael B. Jordan in every film. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I, a lot of people don't like Boyega. I've seen him in other things outside of star Wars and I actually think he's a pretty good actor. So but those are two no very good either. names. Yeah. Those are two very good names. I, I do tend to lean towards the unknown, you know, like I, I don't mind that this way, you know, I don't see the actor, you know, right. sometimes, sometimes you do get lost in that. And like people like, you know, you said Michael B. Jordan plays Michael B. Jordan. Some people say Nicholson played Nicholson in Batman. So yes, I, you know, you've heard it before. <laughs> I, so I, I don't know. I do prefer the unknown uh, just for, you know, the purposes of just being fresh and kind of like a no baggage type thing. But if you get someone like Michael B. Jordan or John Boyega, you're not going to get any complaints out of me. Well, so, I mean, it's always awesome to watch uh, an unknown take a role and nail it, right? Like it's always awesome to see because now you have someone else that you want to watch. There's this new talent out there that you're like, Oh, now I want to watch this person and see how their yeah. career progresses. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, just case in point, not to go on a tangent, even though we do on this show, um, Andrew day last night, won a golden globe for um, United States versus Billy holiday. She's known as a singer. This was her first acting role and she got, she won an award. So, you know, people will look at to her now as not just a singer, but also as an actress mm-hmm. um, going forward. It's happened to Jennifer Hudson. I mean, it's happened in the past with um with actresses. So I agree with you. I'm always a fan of the unknown, uh, taking that, getting that shot, and then growing and becoming a bigger star than they initially yeah, were. Yeah, but you know, but like I said, like as long as you know the director or the producer and everyone has faith in the actor. I mean, like. Affleck is Batman. Remember, everyone was miserable about that. And then, you know, now everyone's campaigning for him to come back. So, you know, these guys can adapt and absorb their role and become who they who they are meant to be. And no one's going to complain. And as again, just, we just want quality content. We just want the best possible movie TV show we can get. Oh, definitely. That's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you want, right? That's yeah. that's the important thing. You want whatever it is that they're doing to be good. Um, and I, I, as we know, a lot goes into a performance. It's the it's the material you have. It's the director. A lot of things go into a performance. So, but yeah, this is excellent news. Um, 
but the in a larger sense that we are getting a Superman film, right? Like that's we've been waiting for a Superman movie. Yeah, it feels like that's coming. So definitely, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting road they're taking to get to the Superman movie. You know, right. it's we're, we're we're all bummed we're not going to see a, a Henry Cavill solo film. Like I, I don't think there's any of us who are not going to say that. You know, we all love Cavill in the role, and we all think he got the short end of the stick there. But I I, I must say I'm glad they're they're taking a chance. Uh, I'm happy that Superman is not falling on deaf ears. I'm happy that they are, you know, still willing to go forward with a Kryptonian-centered movie. Uh, you know, and uh, whoever whoever it ends up being, if it ends up being a Black Clark Kent, great. If it ends up being Val Zod or Calvin Ellis, wonderful. Uh, just give me uh, – I, I want to see the big blue Boy Scout on the big screen uh, regardless of who he is. Yeah, I mean, to tie the show together, we have now we have a Supergirl, we have a Superman. Let's maybe we'll get, I, they may not even know each other. Like I said, like Flashpoint yeah. is a multiverse movie, and who knows whether we're on Earth 3, Earth 23, Earth 2. There are 52 Earths in the DC universe, so they have their pick. And uh, I, I don't mind the creativity. Um, I, I do just hope, I, I do have faith that. DC Films is headed in the right direction. I, I do think Walter Hamada is doing a good job. And, I agree. Uh, I, I really don't have many complaints. While I do think originally they should have just plowed forward and not tried to fix as many things on the fly, uh, I, I do think they tried to put the cart before the horse, and uh, they did end up paying the price. So hopefully they have learned those lessons. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think since they've been on a good run for a little while now, and I, I think the the fact that we're getting more content that they're confident in what's ever also um right now in waiting like in holding whatever they know is coming out they obviously feel confident in it because they're keep they keep on adding more to these these stories that are coming forward right. and i trust jj he's it's he's not a rookie oh, yeah. he knows what he's doing he's a big he's a big time producer he's you know he's a big time filmmaker he's arguably one of the biggest ones right now in hollywood of all and probably all time so let's see what this guy has in, up his sleeve i mean he did rejuvenate Star Wars, so I, I'm pretty sure he can rejuvenate Superman. Yeah, I think it's a good choice. He's he's a sci-fi guy. Superman's still very much a sci-fi character, mm -hmm. so you know it's a it's very much in his wheelhouse. It is funny though that I didn't his son recently do a Spider-Man. He and his son did co-write a Spider-Man comic book. I believe his son was more of it, but I'm sure JJ probably gave him some advice or whatever. But yeah, no, I read it. I liked it. It was good. Um, yeah, so he's all he's got his hands everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, his hands are everywhere. You got to pay the bills, right? So he's working. Yeah, man. No, definitely. And regardless of what people thought of like The Rise of Skywalker or whatever, um I most more often than not I like his films. So, well, I love what he did with Star Trek by the way. I, I thought that was great. That's, so, he also did that. He he did bring yeah. he, I forgot about that. He rejuvenated Star Trek as well, so you know, I mean, what what else? What else can JJ fix? <laughs> Wasn't there an episode of South Park recently where he fixed something? Like they're like, "Oh, you rebooted Star Wars. You rebooted Star Trek. Can you reboot the United States?" He did something with the government. I didn't see it, but now I want to. <laughs> it, it's it's there. You know, he's got like this light. It's like if it's if it's one light, he's it's no. If it's two lights, it's yes. And everyone's like standing outside his house, waiting for him to flip That's the switch incredible. or whatever. If you go, if you do a Google search, I'm sure you can find out. I love that show. I used to watch it all the time. Now I I don't. But well, I it's on HBO Max. I know. Well, every, well, I feel like, like everything's on HBO Max. Well, like 30 seasons of it. So catch up. <laughs> yeah. All right. I definitely will. Um, it's not as it's not as many as The Simpsons though. So. Uh, no. Well, I mean, Simpsons got a big head start, but yes. I, I imagine they're. Uh, I, I don't see them stopping anytime soon either. Either of them. No. I agree. I agree. All right, man. So what else you got going on in your life and in your world? Go ahead and let everyone know what's out there with Pete. Uh, I got my first COVID shot today. There you so, go. You know, uh, half vaccinated. Got the Pfizer. Feeling a little sore in the right arm, but, uh, you know, so uh, halfway there to being, uh, I guess, immune to the the virus. <laughs> if that's the proper term, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know if you're completely immune, but if you ever get it, it should be less. So there you go. Listen back. But, uh, I did that. And, uh, you know, I got my next one on the 22nd of March. So looking forward to that. So, you know, Zack Snyder's. So I guess it goes The Flash, uh, <laughs> Superman and Lois, Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision's in there somewhere. Then I get my coach. <laughs> I really, guys, I really gotta let you know, Pete really is like has his hands in everything or has watching everything right now it is pretty amazing we talk every day 
Well, hold on. I got to catch up to Zednik and Caruso. <laughs> those two guys watch more television than Nielsen. So <laughs> I've, I've got to catch up. And uh, I only watch superhero stuff. So, well, I just finished watching Sex in the City. I have to watch the movies. Oh, we're doing, uh, we're, we're not going to do Sex in the City. We did that last show. We'll, after I, you watch. After you watch the movies, maybe we could do a little a little fifteen minute Sex in the City rundown show somewhere. Uh, fifteen minutes for like a million hours of TV. I know it's it's very very it's it's probably too long to do but, that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm digging it. Uh, watch Black Lightning today. Black Lightning's phenomenal. I love that. Uh, really impressed with the CW lately. You know, Batwoman is is not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible. It's better than last year. Well, that's good. Black Lightning is still absolutely amazing. Superman and Lois got off to a great start. Yeah. I think The Flash is going to do magical things. Uh, I, I really enjoyed last season. I thought Eva McCullough was a great villain for, for the half the season that she was the villain. I'm excited for season seven. Um, what else is on there? I got to catch up on Legends. That's about it. But. We got to get you with – you got to work for Warner Brothers in marketing or something. You like you like all of their stuff right now, so you'd be perfect. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying I like Batwoman. I'm just saying it's better than it's been. Yeah, but that's good. Like that's a good thing because I know plenty of people are still like, yeah, that thing's trash. I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's, it's, so. it's still the worst show on the CW superhero-wise, but – all right. I think they have their moments this year, whereas last year was just unwatchable at times. Alice is still great in that show. She's fantastic. yeah, she was the one highlight when I watched last year that I liked. So yeah, so we'll see. And uh, they're doing some really, really interesting things uh, that I've enjoyed. So, and Ryan Hoss likes a fellow BOF contributor. So which that's I wow, that's surprising. <laughs> so shout out to Ryan though. We got to get now. We just got to get you on the final season of Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I did it. I did it with you for Gotham, so maybe I'll do it for Supergirl. Supergirl's I don't know. much better than Gotham. Oh, I, trust me, I don't like Supergirl, but I will definitely give you that. It is a better show than than Gotham was. Uh, it's just not Batman. Like it, with, with Gotham, it always in the back of my head is Batman, so I gave it like kind of that, you know. Yeah, it's, but sure, <laughs> sure. Shout out to Zay Chun, by the way, too. I just want to put that out there. Say yeah, hi. Yeah, big fan of Zay. Zay I'm a big, big fan, fan of his. Uh, he, I, he, I follow him on Twitter sometimes. He has some interesting. He's, a, he's, he's an interesting photographer. Yeah, he is. So shout out to him, too. Uh, so anything else, Pete? Anything you want to plug? Anything? Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete Illustrated. Please follow our show page straight out of Gotham, straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to enter our rate and review contest on iTunes and Apple podcasts. Every month we will give away a prize pack. If we read your review on air, our monthly review for uh, February will be uh, read sometime uh, within the next week or so. We're going to do that on March 7th. We'll announce that winner. Uh, make sure you check out my reviews of Man Bat, Detective Comics, Dark Detective. Uh, I've got a review, uh, recap of IGN Fan Fest on BatmanOnFilm.com. I also have toy reviews for Mafex, McFarlane, and Mattel figures on Batman on Film YouTube. And uh, I think Eric's going to take it away. Yeah, so guys, everything that Pete said, plus... Don't forget, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we, we, we do we the crossover episode with the Batman Book Club on Future State Episode 3 is out today. Uh, we will be recording Episode 4 sometime within the next week, so you could look forward to that. Check us out on Facebook again with the Facebook, not only our Facebook group, but our Facebook um, show page. So if you want to be a part of the group, go there, click on it. Um, you want to be invited? We'll invite you. Come on in, join in the conversation. We have a lot of fun over there, and then the show page is what will always tell you what we're doing. So that's kind of where you can go to find out what's going on with us. Also, search T Public for our T-shirts. I don't want to say anything on too much because then they might get taken down again. But they're up there. We've got like five designs: Iceberg Lounge, SOG logo, SOG Tonight. You can get T-shirts, mugs, hoodies, laptop cases. Uh, you can get pillows. Uh, I, I, you can get a bunch of stuff. Uh, onesies for those of you who have kids. Uh, Ricky Church, I'm sure your your one of your newborns will be love to wear uh, straight out of Gotham onesie. Uh, so make sure you check those out. The links are on Twitter. The links are on the Facebook page. Um, yeah, just get them before copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, until until they get taken down. But definitely check that. I bought my shirt recently. My mother actually bought a shirt, so. It's, it's it's cool that we have content now and we want you guys to be part of it. So definitely go there and, and buy some swag, I guess. Yep. That's what they say. And the, all the proceeds go to 
the next contest or the, uh, the show Zencaster and everything. So it all, it, you know, it's basically just you supporting us. We're not going to ask you for a Patreon. We're not going to ask you to pay our bills, but um, you know, if you can make a donation, we'll take it in t-shirt form. So thank you. Yeah. You get something and we get a little bit to put back into the show. Uh, as Pete was talking about, we will have in the coming month, we'll probably have a, another iceberg lounge show where I'm kind of working on that. I think in March nineteenth, the day yeah. after. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be about uh, ZSJL. I, that's what the cool kids say, right? They call it ZSJL, so I will call it ZSJL as well. Um, so definitely look forward to that, guys. Um, I'm actually now that we're getting closer to it, I'm actually looking forward to see what this movie is finally all about. So I'm gonna will, hype myself. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, we will definitely. Uh, we will talk about it. We will be. Honest and fair. I think that's the best way, you know, we can. As someone who really enjoys both Man of Steel and BVS, I can't say I will not like this. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going unless, into it. Unless he goes absolutely crazy and does something unrealistic or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure I will enjoy this. I fully expect to enjoy this mo- mo- movie more than the theatrical cut of Justice League. Yeah, I'm not going into it with the whole thing like, oh, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to like it. I'm going into it with a clear head. I just want to watch it. Hopefully, um, I want to enjoy it. Like I really do. These characters are characters we all love, so I want them to be in good things. Like I don't want it to be in something that's not good. So uh, yeah. But outside of all that, just to um, what's it called? Once again, with the socials, you can find me on fi- uh, on Twitter at finally thirty three. That's spelled finale thirty three. Same thing on Instagram. And again, check us out on Facebook. Uh, t- go to T Public, buy some swag. We have a bunch of stuff going on. And definitely check us out wherever you can find us. We're on, again, the podcast is on everywhere you can find uh, podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all over the place. Listen to us there. So anything else, Pete? No, that's it. It's all, I'm good. I'm done. All right, man. So for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. This is Straight Outta Gotham. See you next time. Ooh, yeah. <laughs>